welcome to the History of Fun, where we explore the hidden backstories behind the things you love to do. My name is Russ Frushchik, and today I am joined by Allegra Frank. Hello, Allegra. Hi, Russ. Allegra, are you ready to get scared? I'm always scared. So. Oh, well, okay. So we're already there. <laughs> Plant, Christopher Plant, are you ready to get scared? Spooped. Get me a spoopy. We're going to get you spoopy with a little thing known as gravity. <laughs> That's all we're talking about. We're talking about gravity today and how it affects (laughs) large metal cars. And it yields terror in human beings because today we are learning about... Sandy Bullock does that to cars? I don't remember any cars in that movie. Yeah, that movie's all in space, you fool. Oh, you're talking about gravity of the movie? You goose. (laughs) Uh, Today we're talking about the early... The earliest of roller coasters early roller coasters have you guys <laughs> ridden any roller coasters in your lives um i was just at disneyland last weekend okay so they have no roller coasters so you're <laughs> exempt no they have what? baby roller coasters space mountain is a roller coaster for yeah. babies yeah it's a baby roller coaster did you ride space mountain i did and did you get spooked yes you know follow-up statements <laughs> in, in a word yes it was a yes no question I, um, I I have ridden a lot of roller coasters. You have, Chris Pine. You, was, you love the the theme parks. I do, and I fit them in late late in my young life because I was terrified of them as a child. And it wasn't until I was like I don't know in high school, maybe maybe early college, and then loved them. Went to Cedar Point, the Rock and Roller Coast, which is it's like the the. I think it's the biggest theme park for roller coasters. They own a whole bunch of other theme parks across the country. And then I guess amusement parks is the right word. And then they funnel all that money into just super expensive and elaborate and record-breaking roller coasters. Yeah, we have some Cedar Point stories coming up later in the show. Ooh, good. So get excited for that. Um, I My first roller coaster was the Dragon Coaster in Westchester's Rye Playland. Hey! Uh, and it scared the hell out of me, but uh, it really, you know, I was very scared leading up to it, and much like a shot at the doctor, it's all Mm. about the build-up. Once you're in it, it's okay. It's fine. Mm -hmm. Once you're flying through the mouth of a giant dragon, listening to that, uh, who sang that song in the music video featuring the dragon coaster? Oh, Mariah Carey. Mariah Carey had a music video where she rides the dragon coaster, and me and Mariah basically had a moment there, an emotional connection. Uh, riding the dragon coaster but we are getting ahead of ourselves because what i wanted to talk about today was early roller coasters which is to say we're not going to be talking about space mountain or six flags or the great american scream machine Mm. we're going to be talking about the og roller coasters of the world Mm -hmm. the old timey roller coasters and and we're going to wrap up with one of the most famous of the og roller coasters the cyclone but before we get there i want to talk about the origins the first roller coasters, or at least, uh, yeah, you couldn't really call them roller coasters wait, wait, wait. because of fact, what? Can I guess? What are you going to guess? <laughs> I'm gonna, okay, I'm going to guess that some people were like on a hill, and then there okay. was a smaller hill at the bottom of the hill, and then they used potato sacks or something like that 
And okay. like covered I mean, them that in, might in have like happened, but briefs. I think that's more the origins of sledding, which mm. we already covered. <laughs> which you've already done. Got <laughs> that's it. a little hey, too basic. That's going too far if, in the past. If you enjoyed this podcast, check episode uh, 13 on Six, sledding. Seven, uh, maybe? Like and subscribe. Smash that like button. <laughs> no, the the very first, what you would call sort of roller coaster, uh, these were called Russian mountains. Uh-huh. Uh, they were built <laughs> around St. Petersburg in the 17th century. Sure. Effect- effectively, they were just um large mounds of ice that were kind of carved to allow these carts to ride on them now we're not talking about like tracks it's literally just like ruts dug into this ice and people would drag these carts up to the top of the ice mm-hmm. and then ride them down mm-hmm. that's it that was it the whole sounds ride. like sledding that sounds a lot like sledding <laughs> yeah but the but it was created specifically uh-huh. for this thing it's not like they found a hill and did it they they built these ice mounds specifically for these rides. Question. Yeah. Would you call luge a roller coaster? <laughs> hmm. Would I call luge a roller coaster? Hmm. <laughs> no, but I but you know in the way that like humans evolved from apes yes. and then other things came from apes too, like I don't know. Sure okay i think you could have gone further back like single cell organism yeah sure so humans evolved from that weird fish thing that walked on the beach yeah and then apes went another way (laughs) anyway (laughs) okay i follow Uh, no it makes a lot of sense so so these big ice mountains were built around uh st petersburg in the 17th century they were built uh, around 70 to 80 feet tall and they were reinforced with wooden supports because obviously if you just had like ice sheets it would be pretty dangerous because they could just break it at any moment. So they had these wooden supports to sort of hold them up. And most of them used tracks that were just dug into the ice. But there were a couple of them that actually featured wheeled carts, which is almost like street luge if we want to keep going mm. down that road. No, no, um, no. You were actually back on the roller coaster part because you added the rollers. Yeah, right. So the wheeled carts are like a little more closely tied to that right there's rolling involved although i always sort of connected Mm. the roller coaster part to the rolling hill aspect and less the actual like wheels is that crazy yeah (laughs) okay (laughs) glad we settled that uh it's worth noting i don't know what image you have in your head but you should not picture this to be a circuit um this is more like you know those slides at the carnival carnival where it's just like a bouncy slide and it just goes straight down mm-hmm. That, mm-hmm. that's all it was like it didn't connect it's not like a traditional uh circuit of roller coaster and these were called russian mountains and they were very popular um these actually um came uh, ended up like the idea of it ended up traveling around the world and paris was really the first place that kind of took hold of the idea and uh in 1817, so again, we're still, this, things are pretty early now. In 1817, something called the Russian Mountains of Belleville, Belleville were opened in Paris. This was the first roller coaster to feature cars that were locked onto a track. So that's really like what we think about when we think about a roller coaster today is we have a car and it's like in this rail system that's like locked into the track. It's not like loose. But it's, it okay, was. at this point, was it still the ice mounds like is that inherent to the russian mountain no okay um actually no so the ones that were in built in paris were not using ice mounds anymore but they were using the same layout that the um that the uh, russian mountains used which is to say really just like a hill with like a little (laughs) bit of sloping but 
like built by hand. High tech hill. Yeah, mm, and not sure, not a sure. natural hill as we think of them. Um, and and for this, the Russian Mountains of Bellevue, which was the ride, it was two tracks that would basically run alongside each other. So one car would go down the track, and it would hit the bottom, and then a second car would go the other way, and they'd sort of just like bring them back up. It was again pretty dull by today's standards, but back then, thrilling. I mean, it was probably terrifying because they also didn't have any safety protocol. Uh, well, I mean, they didn't even think that that was something you needed. The world was so dangerous back then. <laughs> yeah, it's like if you lost a few orphans along the way, c'est yeah. la vie. They right, probably exactly. would have died These that day anyway. My entire understanding of everything before the 20th century is just Charles Dickens' novels. <laughs> we, we should note that none of these really went very fast. We're talking about about eight miles per hour, six to eight miles per hour for most what? of them. <laughs> okay. So there wasn't a lot of risk. But keep in mind, if you're going down a hill, you do need to stop the car at some point. So <laughs> theoretically, it could just slowly keep going off the track if you weren't careful. Um, <laughs> I, I, I really appreciate the depth that you went into for this episode. But I think like... Starting before fifteen mile per hour is like is it even a it is it even a thing. I'll be honest, almost all of this keeps it below fifteen miles per hour. Because this is the thing. This is the thing. There's like a huge jump that happens, spoiler alert, in the nineteen twenties, but we gotta get there. You have to oh, earn no, no, it. No. I appreciate that. And also I hadn't put it together, but gravity falls at a rate of like Nine point seven two yards per second. Some, it falls at like a number. Yes. And if you if you're falling that fast, you'd have to build it pretty high to start getting up speed. Is that's this right? true? I, I I don't remember physics at all. That's true. So there are, there, I'm, yeah. I'm sorry. There are some sp- some speedier ones coming. So get okay, excited because okay, okay, this okay, one I, in particular, I'm very excited about. Okay. Okay. So, so Paris sort of like set the standard, the basics of it, and then in 1845. We have the French Centrifugal Railway. I'm so proud of myself for saying that right. Centrifugal. Um, you can actually Google this. Uh, just Google that name. And there is a dra- an old-timey drawing of this thing. It is the world's first looping roller coaster. <gasps> oh. And now, unfortunately, time has lost um, the ability to track the actual speed that this went. But <gasps> it did go in a loop no way so there's no way that it was going eight miles per hour to go in a full loop (laughs) i yeah the the image loaded right when you said this and holy it's spectacular you could sort so for people that don't have a computer in front of them so it's basically a slope and then a straight loop and then another slope on the other side to sort of like slow the car down and that's the whole thing there's no other connection to it it's just one straight shot with a loop in the middle um it was hugely popular. People loved it. It actually lasted for 20 full seasons. Um, I have a quote from, um, okay, so this gentleman named William Mangles wrote a book called The Outdoor Amusement Industry, and uh, he was able to pull a quote from a journal of the day, and here's that quote. Today has been tested for the first time in France in the Frazetti Garden, the only existing Chemin de Centrifuge. We have in France. It was imported from England where there is another built on a smaller scale, the loop of which has a diameter of only six and a half feet instead of the 13 foot diameter of ours. So they were basically built at the same time, but the French one was like way bigger and more badass. Sure. 
And you get, again, the, the picture really does it justice in showing how impressive it is and terrifying it is. I don't think I would have the balls to do it. Ugh, I still can't do anything that makes you go upside down. Well, Coward. you should. Yeah, I, I would also agree. I never do that. Coward. <laughs> um, okay, so now we're starting to get to like modern concepts. So looping and, and tracks and like locking, you know, the car to the track, stuff like that. Sure. Um, but this, uh, all these, ro- this roller coaster fascination that was sort of booming in France in, 18- in the 1840s, it took a little while for it to come to America. When do you think the first American roller coaster was built? Mm. I'm going to mm. say 1912. Plant? I feel like we always overshoot on these things. Like, it's probably 1873. Sh- oh, oh, God, Plant. <laughs> you are Googling at this point Wait, now, no, aren't I'm really, you? No, I'm really Wait, not. Really? I was about- I, no, I'm are so you glad cheating? you stopped me because I was about to say, but I'm going to guess 1923, but I'm not. I'm sticking with 1873. <laughs> okay, it's 1873. What? How did you get that? <laughs> you need to be honest, Plant, if you're cheating. I, you need to I be am honest. I 100% honest. Okay, I'm looking at his face. He looks honest right now. 100%. He's got the smile of an honest man. <laughs> because I was ready to say my real guess, but I'm glad that I went with my gut. <laughs> well done. Uh, okay, so basically, uh, this the first American roller coaster was built in the mountains of Pennsylvania, and and at its start, it actually wasn't a roller coaster at all. All it was was a cart that would carry coal down a mountain. That's mm-hmm. it. Unfortunately, they kind of ran out of coal, but they decided in 1873, hey, we could modify this for passengers and make it like a ride. Jeez. Thrilling. Thrilling. Um, <laughs> People ended up loving it. It would carry. It was. It became like a major tourist destination for people uh, in the uh, late 1870s. It ended up carrying over 35,000 passengers per year. People would like travel in from New York and uh, Virginia just to like ride on this railway. Effectively, though, it was really just a runaway train. Like there was not a whole lot going on with this ride. Um, there was a way to break it, but beyond that, there was no like steering or track movement it was just like going straight down this hill but people really liked the views they liked the experience of it um again there's a there is a photo of this and it, and it basically just looks like a like one of those trolley cars in san francisco like very old timey there's seats obviously no seat belts or any sort of safety measure whatsoever but you know what's the worst could, that could happen it's the 1870s people die all the time mm. <laughs> yeah uh, this was called uh, the the uh, I do want to mention the the name of it was called the Mauk Chunk Switchback Railway, which is what it was originally called when it was used just for coal. But they just kept the name uh, once they uh, Wait, developed it. What is it. the first part? Mauk. Mau- it's spelled M A U C H. Mauk Chunk Switchback <laughs> Railway. I like that. Mau-chunk. In Pennsylvania. It does not exist anymore, I'm sorry to say, but there is, uh, we're going to get to in a second, a very old-timey roller coaster that still exists, and you can still ride it, but we're not there yet. Uh, I want to talk about the innovator, the creator, the man, the myth, the legend, the LaMarcus Thompson. (laughs) (laughs) His name was LaMarcus Thompson. L. LaMarcus Um, Thompson. So at this point, you know, it's obviously been booming in Europe, and we're starting to see it sort of happen in the U.S., but again, this the the Mauk Chunk Railway was not much of a ride at all. It was really just like kind of a pleasure cruise. Lamarcus Thompson is like, no, we can bring what's happening in Europe over to the U.S. and make like 
what is effectively a real roller coaster. And so he brought the Switchback Railway and built it in Coney Island in 1884. Now remember, the Switchback Railway is sort of a callback to this very popular ride from the 1870s. So he was kind of giving that nod. But obviously here, this was not built on a hill. It was just these two towers in the same style as the European ones that would go parallel to each other. Um, I sort of have a description of how people um, experienced it. Basically, 10 people would climb a flight of stairs. That's important to remember is like none of this was powered. So it would you basically had to get up to an elevation for it to go down the hill and then it would be slowly dragged back up. But you couldn't really like start it in the traditional way of like being dragged up a hill using like mechanical gears or anything like that. Uh, riders after being after getting in the train car would coast down 600 feet at about six miles per hour. Again, very slow. <laughs> and then once they got to the bottom, they would climb another set of stairs and go back the other way. Oh, this what a blast! So bad. <laughs> I love it. you. Just described the gym. <laughs> yeah. People got to work out and remember all the flannel and tweed that they had to wear at the time. Ugh. So people were really getting their sweat on. <laughs> This was the first uh, cycle, uh, spin, spin class here in Coney Island. This sounds so terrible. I'm so upset. Well, you know what, Allegra? Guess what? It was a huge success. Of course, of course it was. It cost one nickel per ride, and it was enormously popular. People just kept, kept coming back and back to the point where they instantly had other competitors building other coasters to uh, sort of take advantage of the interest. That same year, a gentleman named Charles Alcoke. Wait, 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 wait. I actually what? know a bit of trivia about that one in particular. Okay. Do you know that the uh, the person who like let people on, that he lost most of his teeth? What? Yeah, because mm. every time he got the nickel, he had to test it. So he bit the nickel. And in 1884, it, Charles Alcoke designed <laughs> a coaster with a continuous track so that the ride ended where it began. So this is the first time in 1884 we see... A roller coaster, again, in the traditional sense of it loops around and they don't have to like reset it, which is a huge help. Um, 1885, Philip Phillips Hinckley uh, used a mechanical hoist to raise the cars to the top of the mm. hill rather than being towed manually. So again, little steps, little steps, making sure they get to the point where this is like the modern coaster that we know today. Um, more advances we saw uh, in North America, we saw the very first um loop roller coaster which we know allegra loves now remember in 18 when was it 187 in 1873 um or earlier than that we saw those roller coasters in europe uh that did loops and they were about 14 um feet in diameter the loop itself yes the year is 1903 now 25 feet in diameter things are expanding dramatically nice unfortunately the expanse and the increase in needed speed to make it through a 25-foot diameter loop meant frequent neck and back injuries, which were suffered by its passengers, which caused it to close very shortly thereafter. That's always my fear. Like, I, every time you talk about one of these, I'm like, did people fall out? Like, how are they strapped in there? Are they dying? Well, you know, if you've ever taken a bucket, have you ever filled a bucket with water like a, like a, uh, sand, uh, like a beach pail? Uh -huh. And then spun it around your head. Uh -huh. The water doesn't come out. Oh. Right? I've never done that, because why would I do that? 
Oh my God. You didn't do that in like physics or science class growing up? I didn't. It's centrifugal force. It keeps Mm -hmm. because of the moment. It's why we stay on the planet Earth. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. uh, Yeah. So basically they were just kept in there. There might have been. I don't. There's not a lot of details about the flip flap. There might have been some sort of like little bars, like something to keep them in there. But effectively, if you're going fast enough, it should be fine. But it doesn't really solve the problem of like, you know, horrible mechanical designs that were rickety and uh, would shatter spines at a moment's notice. It it closed pretty quickly. Oh, yeah, yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, things are things. This is sort of like a very painful time, literally, in the uh, roller coaster history, because it Uh, because there it. Sorry, we can stretch that out. This was a pair. It was pre-19. I don't know, like. 65 like pretty much just being a human was was pretty painful right wouldn't wouldn't that be a fair thing where it's like if you 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 spent most of your time like what 1905 in the in a factory sure even if you're a child more or less yeah uh you're lucky if you know the thing didn't just catch on fire you returned to your like <laughs> hole in the wall <laughs> And, and, you know, like, maybe you were lucky enough to have, like, two bedrooms, which, like, I don't know. Let's say it's my family, Irish Catholic on one side. It was, like, I don't know, ten kids. Yeah. It's not offensive. That's, I think, how many they probably had. <laughs> my parents were family of seven. Uh, and you shared it with, like, two rooms. And then, like, the only fun you had was this. And the parents looked at it and, like, I don't know. Could lose a kid. And like, well... The numbers are on our side, and they <laughs> sent them on. So are you saying this is early birth control? Well, I, no, no, <laughs> because that would be offensive. I'm saying, like, life was just ghoulish, and any moment of, like, levity was so rare that uh, danger was nothing. You know, you're like, oh, whatever. Maybe I'll get hurt, but I probably won't. Yeah, and... and- and going in a loop, who would even, like, that is the equivalent of, like, our VR. Like, who had ever experienced anything like that? Yeah, no, people had never actually been in loops. People had <laughs> tried to go on the swing fast enough that it would loop around all the way, but no one had ever done that. Yeah, so this well, was really no, the first one time. person had, and they were turned inside out. Right, mm-hmm. that's true. That's mm-hmm. true. No, Legger, do you have anything to contribute to this? <laughs> I've just learned a lot right now. From you guys. Um, I've learned a lot about the history of our country. Okay. I'm not a liar. To be clear, I do not want to be so brazen as to say that I am speaking specifically about our country. I think it's safe to say most of the world is pretty miserable. And you know what? Even today, like... <laughs> I was going to say, like, you're talking about this as if it's the past. And I'm like, well, women have been suffering since yesterday. Oh, I'm, I'm not talking like that. I'm talking about, like, where it's like, oh, like, what are we going to have for dinner tonight? I don't know. We could boil a rock. Like, yeah. Like, I'm talking about, like, you know, like, serfdom leading into, like, factory work. I'm just thinking like... of tenement houses filled with, like thousands of plants as in sure. Chris plants oh yeah all eating a single pea plants. divided by them <laughs> yes a <laughs> single you. hearty rock i'm so sorry i have derailed us you might say oh, oh god I would. I would say that pardon the interruption i just want to say that this episode of the history of fun is brought to you by away travel a company that makes super awesome luggage 
They sent this one to try out and really, holy crap, it's pretty great. I'm kind of used to having terrible luggage, uh, luggage that has tears and rips and wobbles and not fun. And uh, using like actually nice luggage makes a huge difference. Away's luggage has these rolling wheels on the bottom. I'm kind of used to like running through the airport and it like toppling over, but these rolling wheels uh, kind of let it roll flat and they're smooth and they're silky and it's the kind of thing that they definitely should have had in that scene in Home Alone when they're running through the airport. Away luggage also comes with this USB battery pack. So if you open up this little secret compartment, there's a USB battery pack that you can plug in uh, your phone and whatever device you have and charge it up so you don't have to hunt for a uh, outlet at the airport, which is always terrible. It's also made with German polycarbonate material, which sounds very, very strong because the Germans, as we all know, are very good at making polycarbonate material. Seriously, buying yourself nice luggage is kind of like giving yourself a little gift every time you travel, and away luggage definitely fits the bill. Uh, I wanted to mention, as a bonus to our listeners, you can get $20 off any piece of luggage on away travel. Uh, if you go to awaytravel.com slash historyoffun and use the promo code historyoffun at checkout. That's awaytravel.com slash historyoffun, promo code historyoffun at checkout. Thanks so much to Away for sponsoring today's show. Um, I want to ask you guys a question. <laughs> okay. So today, as we live in this modern age of 2018, there is a roller coaster that is still working. It is the oldest operating roller coaster in the world. When was it built? Oh, boy. I have not been doing well with the dates today. Um, I'm going to say, what year are we in right now in your story? What year are we? It's like a little over 100 years ago, I think, because it was a cyclone. It was like 1914. Yeah. Is that your answer? You think it's a cyclone? Yeah, I do, but it's not now. Now I know it's not. You're wrong. That's your guess. It's too late. Okay. I'm going to say for year, because I don't freaking know what the coaster is, but I'm going to say 19... 12 again. <laughs> okay, we're going ni- 1912. She likes the overture. Oh, wait, that's 1812. Never mind. <laughs> oh my gosh. This episode. The oldest, the oldest operating roller coaster in the world is called Leap the Dips. Oh. That is the name of it. It's called no. Leap the Dips. It was built in 1902 by E. Joy Mar- Morris. It is in Altoona, Pennsylvania. A very lovely Altoona. And it is still working today. It was. Um, <laughs> recently renovated a couple years ago and if you google uh leap dips on youtube you can find Uh a lot of um point of view like camera like people filming themselves as they go through a roller coaster i love those yeah they're great and and if you've ever watched one you know like there's a lot of challenges attached to it first you got to make sure that it's steady second you got to make sure you don't lose your phone because it could go flying everywhere and then disaster Thankfully, not an issue for Leap the Dips because it is by far the most boring footage of a roller coaster I've ever witnessed. <laughs> it, you go up a big hill. It starts and I'm like, I'm watching it. And I'm getting excited. It's like, where's this going to go? This old timey roller coaster. You go up this giant hill and it gets to the top and it drops what looks to be about three feet and then slowly scoots around a corner and then comes back and then there's another three foot drop and then slowly goes up a little bit. <laughs> Uh. And then comes back to the station. Leap the dips. Okay, honestly, leap the dips sounds like it would be like millennial slang now, and I want someone to reappropriate that. Ooh, that could be you, Allegra. Yeah, I'm gonna bring Make that, that back. Make that happen. Yeah. Leap the dip. Hey, leap the dips, bro. 
Yeah, you can you can go ride it today. Um, um, you can travel to Altoona. I'm sure they have other things going on. The Wikipedia um, page is so good. Height forty one feet. Drop nine feet. <laughs> now that's the total drop. I don't think that's a single drop. Ah. Uh, uh yeah no it's uh it is not thrilling but the booming 20s are upon us mm. and as we know about the booming 20s a lot of things happen i'm we pretty sure it's the roaring 20s but please continue the booming 20s is what i wrote in my notes <laughs> so it must be the booming 20s we had flappers we had booze we had al capone doing stuff we also had a ton of roller coasters built Things were really starting to pick up uh, in the 20s. 1,500 rides opened in North Carolina, uh, North America. <laughs> North America, not North Carolina. <laughs> and in, and uh, one of them is arguably the most famous roller coaster in the world, and that is Allegra. Oh. Uh... <laughs> wow. Wait, is it the Cyclone? It is the Cyclone. Wow, the yeah, I get cyclone a Cyclone at Coney Island. <laughs> Designed by Vernon Keenan and placed on the site of the original Switchback Railway. So if you do go to Coney Island today and ride that, that is where the original first real roller coaster in the United States was built. So it's right there on that same site, but it's not that same roller coaster that Cyclone was built in 1927. Leap the Dips still has it built. It is leaping and dipping all over that place. Leap the Dips, bro. Uh, Okay, so the Cyclone's built in 1927. How much does it cost to build something like the Cyclone in 1927? Mm, uh, 1927? Yes. $300,000. Okay, Allegra? I'm going to say... I, one, I was way too much. I'm going to say 19120 dollars <laughs> Wow, very specific. Uh, the correct answer, it was between $130,000 and $170,000, so plenty okay. were not that far off. <laughs> um, and uh, we are starting to get into serious coaster territory. The cyclone reaches 60 miles per hour. Whoa. Oh, okay, that's fast. Wow. Yeah. Have you guys ridden it? Oh, I'm afraid. The cyclone, of course. <laughs> yes, I have too. Um, you're right to be afraid, Allegra. Mm-hmm. It is a horrifying experience, and no fun can be had on the cyclone. <laughs> Plant, what was your experience? Um, you know, back pain. I mean, that's that's the thing with the, it, it is a wooden roller coaster, and they yeah. they have a certain feel that I would call bumpy. That mm-hmm. leads to like even in a young man or woman. There, Allegra <laughs> causes you. it causes uh, not good feelings in the in the upper spine. Yeah, we're we're gonna explore that in a second uh, with a very helpful Yelp review. But before we do, okay, um, I do, I want to talk about the the price. So to ride the cyclone back then was twenty five cents, which works out to about three fifty in today's dollars. Mm-hmm. But today it costs eight dollars to ride, which means it's mm. well above uh, inflation. Uh, but you can get a discount if you ride again. If you're not dead after the first time, um, you get uh, you can ride again for five dollars. So you get a little deal there. What? Wait, I actually can't tell if that's expensive because I feel like tickets for other amusement parks are really, really expensive. I mean, a single ride for eight dollars of okay, a yeah. of a roller coaster seems like a lot, but it's it's meant to be like a historical thing and. I mean, yeah. whatever. If it were also, a better the, coaster, I mean, you're mm-hmm. you're definitely paying to say that you rode the cyclone. Yeah, 
It's like a test yeah. of endurance, I think. Now, Plant complained about um, the pain of being in it, but uh, I do have one apocryphal story that probably didn't happen, but people were sourcing it, specifically the uh, Encyclopedia Britannica, so I had to mention it. In 1948, a coal miner with aphonia, I don't think you guys know what that means, it means the inability to produce spoken sounds, it's like a condition, visited Coney Island in 1948 and had not spoken in years before the visit. Mm. But while going down the roller coaster, he screamed for the first time and said, I feel sick as the train returned to the station. <laughs> he promptly fainted upon realizing he had just spoken. Oh, my God. That's nice. So really all that tells us is that the Encyclopedia Britannica is really loose in terms of its sourcing <laughs> and probably has no problem including totally BS stories. Mm. That honestly sounds like me every single day in like middle school. Yeah. I feel sick. Um, like not talking and then accidentally saying something <laughs> and then passing out. <laughs> Very healthy child, Allegra. Uh, Allegra, I'm going to get to your favorite part of, the, of uh, talking about the cyclone, the record. Yeah. In 1977, a record was set for a marathon riding record. How long was the cyclone ridden? Like how much time? Yeah. Yes. Okay, marathon. Um... I'm going to say 20 hours. Plant? Mm, I'm going to say 19 hours. Oh, jerks. Wow. 104 hours. Ah! <laughs> Multiple days were spent just looping on this roller coaster. And here's what I'm going to say. This is an actual record. It's trackable. There's no, like, dumb, like, well, it was a Wednesday and it was raining. Like, it's a trackable record. It's very, like, impressive. Even more impressive is the same dude who did it. Uh, he was 19 in 1977 when he did it. His name is Richard Rodriguez. That same dude in June of 2013 broke his own record for the longest marathon on a roller coaster. It wasn't on the Cyclone. It was on Pepsi Max's Big One at Blackpool Pleasure Beach in the UK. <laughs> he rode Max. this one for 401 hours. <laughs> Why? Uh. Why would anyone let him do that? What, where do you go pee? Um, where do I you mean, go poo? Pro he probably had a lot of Pepsi Max bottles in there. <laughs> Ew. I kind of want to see. Yeah, it, it doesn't seem like a lot of fun. Um, but you know what? the color of Pepsi Max. Oh, I don't actually know what the color of Pepsi Max is. Isn't it just normal you know. Pepsi color? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, gross. Um, I'm going to wrap up, uh, the cyclone and really this, um, the research segment of the show uh -huh. on, uh, early, early, uh, roller coasters with a Yelp review from Karen Y. This is a review, uh, that was written a couple years ago, uh, Karen Y, who I don't know, but she wrote a Yelp review of the cyclone roller coaster. I, um, some of this is trimmed down for, uh, expeditiousness. <clears throat> All I can say about the uh, cyclone coaster is never again. The seats of this coaster are mostly torn up, and that seriously activated my torn seat phobia. That's a phobia I was not aware existed, but she didn't like them. It was one of the scariest moments in my life, and a moment that I would never want to relive. I felt my body would fly out of the coaster at any moment because it wasn't too secure. My knees banged on the walls really hard since I didn't fit into the seat. I held onto my husband, who was next to me uh, for dear life. 
I want this ride to be shut down as I don't feel safe at all. It is the ultimate scary ride because I honestly thought I would fall out of the car and hug, hung onto the rip seat railing and my husband for dear life, even though I hated touching the ripped cushion. Yes, we're going back to the rip seat, uh, torn seat phobia. Uh, this is her again. I actually searched Google and found a few people died on this ride. True. Do not go on this ride unless you have a death wish. And then she has pros and cons. Pros. None. Stay away. Warning. All in capitals. Cons. Unsafe. Coaster is children-sized. Fair. Ripped seats. She mentioned that. <laughs> nausea side effects. Well, that dude was okay with his nausea. And bruising can occur, which, fair. I got bruised up pretty good. I actually um, can relate somewhat to Karen Wise's experience, because when I rode the, rode the uh, coaster for the first time, I had braces, and these were like weird... I don't know if this even exists on the internet. I think whoever my orthodontist was created them himself. Uh, it was called the Herbst Appliance, and it was a very complicated set of braces that like locked the top and bottom of my mouth together in a sort of hinge fashion. And so imagine in the middle of a roller coaster having them shatter in your mouth. Because <gasps> uh, that's what happened to me. But you know what? It's history. And that's how they did it in the 1800s. And that's how they're doing it today. And that's the cyclone. Uh, and that's uh, pretty much the history of, uh, of early roller coasters. Everything up until uh, after that, which I think we'll cover in a future episode. You know, we're talking about Six Flags and, and Disney World and all sorts of like major mm -hmm. moments. Um, very exciting moments coming up. But but really, I, I think people do not know where they came from. So hopefully now you know a bit more. Will future episodes have this much body horror? <laughs> uh, probably, if it's about roller coasters, probably. Uh, I do want to call out some of the sources. Um, Robert, Robert Cartmel's The Incredible Scream Machine, A History of the Roller Coaster. Uh, David Bennett's author, uh, the author of Roller Coaster, Wooden and Steel Coasters, Twisters and Corkscrews. Uh, I mentioned uh, William Mangles, the outdoor amusement industry. Also, uh, ultimaterollercoaster.com has a very good uh, write-up on uh, some historical moments, as well as entertainmentdesigner.com has um, a detail about uh, LaMarcus Thompson, who they call the father of gravity. Take that, Apple guy. <laughs> Newton. Newton. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much it for the show except reader only <laughs> memories yeah um someone made a really awesome theme song for reader only memories and i need to sort of dig it up but wow. oh it's really it's, good it's great and we appreciate it uh and i probably won't remember to include it as i edit this episode wow. but but maybe, maybe i will episode. who knows Uh, we're we're uh, getting into reader-only memories. Uh, we have a few here. Obviously, not a lot of people rolled, rode the old-timey coasters, although Leap the Dips, reminder, still available in Altoona, Pennsylvania. Uh, we have from Bread Knight. My uncle once went on Top Gun at Great America, and his false leg flew off and punched a hole in the apparently pretty weak chain-link dividing fence. A ride technician had to go and get it for him when the ride was over. That's a tough situation wow. because, no, the, you know, you have to like get out of the roller coaster and convey the issue. 
because otherwise it's just going to keep going around again. Jeez. So very worrying, but thankfully he got the right, uh, the leg back. So no worries there. Um, we have another uh, reader only memory from the Davenporter. I got motion sickness on Riddler's Revenge at Six Flags Magic Mountain and it being the mid 2000s at the time ended up at a pop up oxygen bar by the log jammer. There's so much in that sentence. I can't even get over <laughs> What? <laughs> There's a ride at Magic Mountain called the log jammer. It's a log flume ride. Uh, I was given a back massage and cotton candy flavored air. It worked and was incredibly strange. My issue with that wasn't the log jammer part. It was the yeah. oxygen bar. You don't know about oxygen bars? No. Do they still do that? No, it was a mid 2000s thing. It was like cool back in the 2000s to have like an oxygen bar and you'd, you'd wear one of those like old person like things with the oxygen in the nose. And uh, yeah, I guess if you got oxygen, it like handles your nausea huh technology didn't they have those like so? bars in new york where it was like yeah oh, yeah, I yeah. Just it sushi. was like infusion bars and you just like breathe air it was yeah. beyond stupid this sounds dystopian this is so weird <laughs> well they it doesn't happen anymore so we've we've gone from dystopian to utopian so <laughs> no need to worry allegra um i want to call out got guy lane's uh story uh wrote on the superman ride at six flags in new jersey about 15 years ago it was a leg dangler that tilted you flat, you know, like Superman. Three-hour line cue for the worst groin trauma I've ever experienced as a lad. Mm. <laughs> groin uh, trauma. I think I rode the Superman the ride. It was pretty fun. But yeah, there was, it was a little taut, I would say. Taut. <laughs> but weird to have, yeah, because you, your belly lies flat. I think that's what, wasn't the Batman the ride the same way? Or was that sitting up like you were in the Batmobile? I think it was the same. I don't know, actually. I think it was, okay. though. Okay. I just watched people for, like, seconds, and then I was I bailed because that was yeah. too much. Um, one last reader-only memory. Uh, this is from the Matt, That Matt Murray. So I'm 10 in line for The Beast at Kings Island. I think Kings Island, if I remember, is either in Detroit or Canada. Somewhere Kings Island? It's, yeah, it's, where is it, that? It, yeah, it, it's... In, I believe, Michigan or Ohio. It's, it's near Cedar Point. Oh, okay. Um, anyway, I'm in line for the Beast at Kings Island. I smell something really weird. I ask my dad, but he deflects. I keep bugging him until he bursts out in a huff. It's drugs, okay? That's what marijuana smells like. <laughs> he got really mad at him because he had to admit what weed smells like to his child. And, and that is uh, the history of early roller coasters for you. Thank you, thank you to everyone that... Um, sent in reader-only memories. We really appreciate it. Uh, I also wanted to call out, um, you guys have been great about sending uh, to adding reviews uh, for the podcast on iTunes, um, Apple Podcasts. Never going to get that right. Um, do us a favor, though. In addition to what you guys have been doing, which has been awesome, just tell a friend about the show. Uh, just tweet about it or just drag someone away from lunch and say, like, hey, listen to this or else. But leave it open-ended so we, we're not, like, threatening people. Like, they can make their own assumptions of what could happen. Um, but we'd love uh, for you to spread the word as much as we've been trying to do. And, and getting new listeners is awesome, and we love it. And, um, yeah, I think that's it. Anything you guys want to add? Uh, Kings Island is in Ohio. Also, I went there as a very oh. small boy, and it was the first time that I heard play that funky music, White Boy. 
and yeah. I was very confused. And I was like, is this song supposed to be like, is it bad that I'm a white boy? <laughs> like, <laughs> am I supposed to play the funky music? Because it doesn't seem like I should. What is this? And my parents are like, don't think too much about it. Just don't. <laughs> and you've thought about it for 20 years hence. Oh, I carried it with me. You did. Uh, well, thank you everyone at home for listening to the History of Fun, where we explore the hidden backstories behind the things you love to do. We'll be back next week for more exciting history after we've all ridden on Leap the Dips. Go leap your dips, everyone. Leap Goodbye. Those dips. <laughs>